Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the 2023 Shups and Preds CFL season. We teased it in the last episode, and it is finally here. What has been come to known as Predmageddon. Appreciate Matt Pred for coining that term. Predmageddon. Pred again. My apologies. We will be <laughs> preding everything from who's going to lead the league in passing yards, who's going to represent the divisions in the Grey Cup, who's going to bring home MOC. It's going to be excellent. Guys, how are we feeling about Pred again this year? Feel good. Good. Feel really good. Any qualms? What was the hardest category to come up with a selection for? The well, I think passing yards because you, we didn't say that before. Yeah, we so did. I got I got to think about that now. We definitely did say passing. The yards. only thing that actually was left off so. was Grey Cup champion. So yes, I assume I, everyone. <laughs> so I assume everyone added that mentally to the list. Grey Cup champion. That's last yeah. year we predicted. Will there be a crossover? But I didn't have that on the list. This I year. thought. I almost thought we could do that first in the like uh, in the. Season shakeout. Say, is there a crossover? If anyone says yes, then there's a little suspense there for well, who's it going. Who will it be? Perfect. We can add it right now. Okay, it's added. And but don't when we get to it, don't say who it's going to be. <laughs> yes. Leave that. All right. With that being said, we're going to get right into it, and we will start with statistical leaders just to review. Who led the league in these statistical categories last year? We are predicting passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, and then sacks. For passing yards, it was some old washed-up quarterback who doesn't even play competitive football anymore. Um, I don't know. MBT. Somebody like that. I don't really remember him. Uh, for receiving yards, Dalton Schoen. Rushing yards, Kadeem Carey. And sacks, Lorenzo Malden the fourth. Cool. Without further ado, who would like to make the first pred of the 2023 CFL season and tell us who's going to lead the league in passing yards? I think the pred king should probably should. Oh, have at it, Peter. That'd be me. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the person who will lead the league in passing yards this season is going to be Zach Caleros. Interesting. Do you have I, it's a great call. Behind that. Uh, he's consistent. I, I think. I think we know what we get. We're getting out of Zach Claros. It's, it's, you know, two fifty, and then a big game, and then two fifty. No, I, I I will go second simply because I too have selected Zach Claros to lead the league in passing yards because of one word, and I think this word will define the season for the Winnipeg Blue, Pom- Blue Bombers: continuity. He's yeah, back yeah. with Schoen, Dembski, Bailey. Bring back Lawler, who they won a Grey Cup with. I think that the continuity of the Winnipeg offense sees Caleros uh, soar to the lead leader in passing yards. Well, I'll step in and say you guys are almost there, oh. but you're forgetting one key thing. Zach Caleros, it's a Zach Caleros target who leads in receiving yards, but it is not Zach Caleros who leads in passing yards. Okay. This is just history. Like it I'm a student, I'm a student of history. 
I see the patterns. I'm a big noticer. I, they won't be as top heavy though. With Lawler and Shone, <laughs> I feel like he'll be able to spread it out. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, I am going to pick because I think the receiving core is kind of stacked. Jeremiah Masoli. Yes. Great selection. Yes. <laughs> I'm so Couldn't excited to more. say that. Feels so good to say that. Yes, it does. <laughs> He'll be ready to roll. Agreed. Evans, Acklin, Addison when he's healthy. They'll be rolling. Oh, uh, Nate Behar, Quan yes. Bray. Like, guys that have not necessarily, you know, Quan Bray had a great 2021, struggled 2022, but, you know, for him being even fifth on a depth chart is really good. I agree. I'm glad we're going to have three three different names in this category. Who is writing I'm, this down, by the way? Uh, John we're, is. We're, it's recorded, Matt. It's recorded. <laughs> okay, so. I will not be transcribing, so. No, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I will be going with a man I have the utmost faith in. It's finally the it's finally the new era with Nate, with Rourke out of the CFL. It's time for a new young quarterback mm-hmm. to take the mantle, and that is Jake Mayer. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like it, Tyler. Whereas, whereas the consistency from from Caleros, I think Mayer has just been not given enough games to see that consistency. But he can put up big numbers. We've seen that already, and I think that they. I think that uh, it opens the offense up. Calgary led the league in rushing last year, so that would kind of be antithetical to picking the the, the passer. But I do think that they will be okay with throwing the ball a little more this season. No, especially with how strong Mayer finished the season, the way he you know finished out that playoff game. Wait, hold up. That was Bo Levi Mitchell who had to come in for him because Jake Mayer is underwhelming. And will not lead the this league in passing it. Brutal, oh, brutal. John just Jesus. doesn't like Jake Mayer because I like Jake Mayer. Yeah, it's really not a tough, <laughs> tough one to figure out. Uh, the man, the man, the actually... man, the man in what did he play uh, last year? He played. He played in eighteen games. He didn't play eighteen games. Uh, two hundred and seven out of two seventy-seven. He is accurate, and that was for twenty-four hundred yards. He's going to be get, let him start a full season. He's going to lead the league in passing yards. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into predicting the receiving yards leader, which I will kick off because I think one of his targets will lead the league in receiving yards this year. Uh, if you listen to the draft pod, you can understand why I was so frustrated when Tyler snaked this person for me. But I think Malik Henry mm-hmm. is going to lead the league. And it's because I think that some of the other receiving cores around the league are just they're it has honest they're so good and they have so many players that the ball will just like okay with winnipeg lawler show dembski edmonton you've got eugene lewis dunbar dylan mitchell bc hatcher whitehead um dominic grimes i think that henry while i like what they've got with bagleton and luther um I think that Henry can stand out as a true A1 guy. Uh, so I think Henry gets the job done in receiving yards. Didn't want to hit the last John. name on that one, Jay. No, dude, I didn't <laughs> hit the last name on that one. Hakuna Vanu. I know it, but I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Very interesting, John, because I have a 
it's interesting you went with Mayor because I have a similar reason for thinking that Tim White. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Is going to lead the league in passing or er, receiving yards because he is the leader on a less deep uh, receiving core. But I think, yeah, I think Bo Levi uh, is really going to step up this year. I'm excited for what he does. Uh, fresh start, but yeah, so it's going to be Tim White for me. I like that. T, or sorry, T Press. I'm stuck between two names. One was Malik Henry. But I also like to keep things fresh here. Don't want to just just copy. Press. I do think Malik Henry is the right answer. But let me throw out a name for you that I think might maybe maybe depends on the quarterback play he gets. I think Keon Hatcher could be a, could be a well, guy who's in is in this conversation. Member of John Boyle's fantasy team. Correct. I do think that. How old is Dom Rimes now? He's probably 30, 31. Yeah, and it. He had a g- amazing last year, especially when uh, when Rourke was playing. Um, I didn't think he. I, I had him on my fantasy team. He was less good when Rourke was out. He had he had he was good but not great. And I think that the age, the Hatcher's twenty eight, could be could get maybe some more of the targets, which is ultimately. Um, don't want to be like twenty nine. He'll turn thirty on the twentieth. Okay, okay, he's not that much older. Okay, I'm just going with Keon Hatcher because he's a yards guy, whereas uh, I love it. Dom Rhymes more the possession receiver. Love it. Very good. Uh, I will be picking Eugene Lewis to lead the league in receiving yards. Uh, It's a tough one because great catches, yes. Receiving yards, no. Um. Yeah. Well, back to back to back to this. Um, what I th- I think the issue is going to be is Edmonton allowing some too many sacks like last year. Okay. And so, I, I we could see m- many quarterbacks at Edmonton. I've said that I've gotten trouble for saying this before, but you know, there's a lot of sacks and injuries in the CFL, so it's it's important to know. Interesting note, by the way, uh, recent reporting from Dave Naylor that Trey Ford is actually. Uh, in a heated battle for the backup job in Edmonton with Kai Loxley. You kind of thought Ford would have had that locked up, but it does not seem to be the case. You can't go up against a guy named Loxley yes. and expect anything to be locked up. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Matt, you are leading the charge on this one. Rushing yards leader. Who's it going to be? Tyler's right. It's Kadeem Carey. Okay. And you I, don't need to expand on that. He's just I, the best. I'm just going to – well, I, I'm kind of passing it along to Tyler. I assume he's got something to say. Uh, I I think Kadeem Carey gets a lot more touchdowns this year. I do think John was right. I do think that Diedrich Mills, I think, averaged almost like seven yards a carry last year. So I do think D- – and I don't – it's just – Dave, you know Dave. He's not going to let – not going to let our guy – Let's not get into that. Uh, so – yeah, it, you know, it, just looking at the rest of the league and the running backs situations, I do think it is Kadeem Carey still, but I don't think it's by, I don't, I think he has less yards than than last season, but I do think it's still enough to make him. I, I just, I need to see Stanback play again. You know, he yep. he missed the entire season. He looked okay in the playoffs. It didn't look, didn't look his full self. I will say, I think that the, I think the competition will be with Brady Oliveira for yards. Just because you look at that Winnipeg running back depth chart, and it, there's really not much of one, so I think Brady Oliveira is gonna be another guy who get just touches the ball a lot. 
I don't I don't see Johnny Augustine like, you know taking away massive amounts of carries from him. So yeah, and surprisingly, Winnipeg's really thin at running back. No, but like even last year when at the beginning of the season, now obviously Oliver totally turned it around, but at the beginning of the season, Augustine was clearly the best running back in that backfield, mm-hmm. and they still had Oliveira having the majority of the carries. So you, it's tough to pry those carries away from I, him. I would say you have to give James Butler a shout too. You know, they, they Hamilton went out and got their guy. So are they just going to feed in the rock? It's totally possible. You know, they don't want to put all the pressure on Bo. Uh, so could be that James Butler touches the ball a ton. But he's also kind of a receiving type running back, so maybe not leading in rushing yards. We shall see. Peter. I will be, I will be picking Kadeem Carey. Okay. For all the reasons you guys said. I almost said I will be picking Kadeem Carey. Ooh. It will not be... A clean sweep for Mr. Carey uh, because of the Diedrich Mills situation. I will be picking James, James Butler. Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Pick. Interesting yeah. notes, though. Uh, if you listen to the pod, you know how much I get on the Hamilton Tiger Cats for not running the ball. Yep. Um, they have not had a top 10 rusher in yards since 2018. That is insane. That is insane. Have not had a top five rusher since 2013. Insane. When CJ Gable was fourth in the league with 782 yards. So I am aware that history is against me in terms of James Butler, Uh, but I think to what Tyler said, they bring him in to be the guy, give the guy the ball. To be fair, though, he is a pass. He's he is also uses the pass catcher a lot. So I, I'm interested to see how he was second in the league with 1,060 yards last year. Yes. Now, if you take away that first game against Edmonton, I think he actually only had 400 yards. Uh, <laughs> but it is. Ah, really it's so sad. <laughs> I will never forget. Stat, stats, stat, stats on throwing to to him last stat. year are, are insane. 53 of 58. Oh, he. He was incredible, yeah. That's incredible mean, receiving. That is elite. No, I think I think, I would say he's for sure the safest bet if you're talking about who's going to lead the league in combined receiving and rushing yards. Yeah. I think he's the one. Um, though you'd have to look at Walter Fletcher, Jamal Moore as well. But, yes, James Butler is my pick. Which brings us to the sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. Tyler. Who will lead the league in sacks? I don't know. That's so hard to. You definitely the hardest to make predictions. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I would have gone with Sean Lemon if he was on the team. Uh, mine was going to be Sean Lemon. Mine, my note just says Sean Lemon's still available. Uh, I don't want to pick a Winnipeg player. No, but I feel like I feel like I have to. See, Winnipeg's not known for its sacks, though. They're more disruptive bunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to pick Willie Jones. I'm, 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 I'm just going to oh, go back. I'm just going to go back to back for Lorenzo Maldens. Lame. I know. No, smart. That's, that's exactly what I did. I did that as well. I, I was going to think that it was going to be the Sean Lemon revenge tour. But as he's not on a roster, 
a week out, you know, it's not going to be. That it was the sure. most. His season was the most sacked since two thousand in, in a decade, basically two thousand thirteen. Since so, yeah, I'm going to bet on the guys who had the best season in the last. He's an 10 absolute years. beast. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that it will be interesting. One thing I will say is it will be interesting to see if if. Ottawa improves offensively. He probably is just not on the field as much, so maybe doesn't get as much opportunity. Um, but I still think he gets the job done. I found a website yeah, that, that really tracks didn't... the number of yards that those sacks equaled up to. That's fun. Like, of all time in CFL. 92, 92 yard, yards of sacks for Lorenzo Malden last season. That's incredible. Yeah. I think, you know, they're... Core is, is relatively unchanged on the defense. Lost Avery Williams, yeah. um, lost uh, Kwaku, but otherwise, you know, you can kind of expect more of the same out of the, the Red Blacks defense. So, um, yeah, good, good opportunity out there. I like that. All right. With that being said, that wraps – or Peter, you've got to give your prep. Lorenzo Molden. Oh, we're just going clean oh, sweep. Oh, clean for, sweep. We yeah. love it. Yeah. Lozo. Okay. That moves us to team Preds. In this order, we'll be covering, will there be a crossover? Who will win the East? Who will win the West? Who will face off in the East Final, West Final, and then Grey Cup? Are we ready? Ready. Will ready. there be a crossover, yay or nay? Three, two, one. No, okay. Yes. Yes. No. No. New. No. Nope. Okay, so Not knows Why? Because the East is better this season. It's just straight up. The East well, I never said who would be crossing over where. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a West I team. <laughs> I think that for me, I think that Calgary, obviously Calgary is in a different uh, division. Hamilton and Ottawa are going to have strong showings. Yes. And I do think that Montreal has uh, the, the weapons, the tools available to uh, have a strong showing. I've got a lot of question marks around Toronto, um, but I, you know, you get one flyer. So I still, I still think that the West is a three team division uh, this season. I, I sketch and Edmonton until Edmonton, Shows me something. There's still I'm still sleeping on them, and I think Sketch. I think they're going to be middling. I don't think I if you put Sketch in the East, I don't think it would necessarily greatly improve their playoff odds. I will say, hmm. Cal- Calgary, Winnipeg, BC, still the still the the toast of the town, especially with MBT leaving Toronto. So those three are, are pretty locked for me. I just don't see that fourth team emerging in the West that takes a takes a crossover. I think it I think also you gotta think that there's no team that can be really beat up on. You know, I think Edmonton is still, you know, with their receiving core really strong. Um the question's obviously a quarterback, but um not enough or too, a little too much parity, I guess, at the middle to top of the Western division that would kind of avoid that crossover, you know, for the for the number four slot. I, I think that this season, of course, it is the league of parity, but I think this season we'll see even more parity than we're used to. Um, but my thing on the East is I think that 
I think I think Montreal is going to be bad. Hmm. Hmm. That's really the question. I think it? Montreal will be bad, and I think that Hamilton will not be bad, but they will start slow. Hmm. So I think that I think that Hamilton. I of course I believe in Ottawa. What an idiot. I believe in, I think Ottawa and... Just, just wait. I feel like Ottawa and Toronto make it somewhat comfortably into the playoffs. And I think it'll be Hamilton fighting a Western team for that third playoff spot in the East. Hey, CFL, get the Atlantic team done. Just get it done. I don't know what you got to do. Even better. Get it done. I I have been swayed by the divisionless idea. Just... It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of travel, Bad for the earth. Bad for I mean, they already do it. My thing is, here, here's my divisionless is not for the um, regular season, but I think a divisionless playoffs is what we need. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Reseed, reseed, reseed in the playoffs. On, yeah, yeah, reseed based on uh, record and tiebreakers and everything normal. And you know, obviously Toronto had a great showing at the end of last year, but I think a lot of us felt that the um, the Western final was was really the the best two teams. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So now that we've established John, who do are we going to say who we think is going to be the crossover team? Well, we're letting the suspense build. I guess if you don't have if you're not going to mention that team again, yes, say it, but if you Well, let, let's get to the team, let's like, get to the East final competitors. Just say well, No, we've got to get to the regular season winners. I know, but when we save yes. your crossover for yes. when we talk East Playoffs. final competitors. Playoffs. Yeah, and just say who maybe is the crossover okay. then. Okay. Um, now we need to pred who our East regular season champion is. And if you're feeling bold, throw a record on there. What do you think is going to win it in the East? I I will start. I think, uh, I think the Argos win it the East at 11 and 7. What? So, so you are, in you are an insane, insane person. Let's go that first. That is insane. You are insane. You didn't <laughs> draft. I, like I, I have a question. Why wouldn't you have drafted Kelly to be your backup then if you think that? Because clearly I, mean, I don't think you, you have think any if you think he's going to have a Toronto great season. Players. I, I John doesn't well, like hold Toronto. On, hold on, John doesn't hold on. like Toronto. No, he does I'm like Toronto. Not, They're going to win the, the, I'm not the calling regular them season. Great by any means. They're, like There's I said, no way you think the East is that bad. No, I, that's terrible. I mean, that's you terrible. Do, that's a terrible like, pred. You book that as a terrible you're, pred. You, you think okay, the East I, is going to be so bad? I didn't. I guess I just didn't. I don't think the didn't East know is how going bad. To be so bad. I think that Montreal how could you, will be bad. No, how could you not? With that kind of prediction, you're out of your mind. I mean, how could the winner of elite? You're you're basically saying that the East is going to win no games against the, the West. West. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then kind of beat each other up and kind of trade games at the end of the season how could okay i i so kind of like i disagree with what john's saying but what you just said matt makes a lot of sense literally last year toronto won the east at 11 and 7 yeah the quarterback that was there isn't there anymore no i I think john is saying that yes it's not a crazy i I, i'm not it's not crazy to think that a team could win the division 11 and 7 i think that i think that that is a reasonable expectation for the Eastern winner to A, be 11-7. And, and I think that Toronto, I think that I have total questions about their quarterback, but I still think they bring the best defense and their weapons on offense 
are, are good so that if Kelly is firing, I think they can be very strong. I have questions, but I think they, I think they can win, win the regular season. Because, again, it's the continuity. Okay. Montreal, new quarterback. Hamilton, new quarterback. Ottawa. They're not so new in the back. sense that they're like wet behind the ears. You know what I mean? Okay, but if we're considering the places that Fajardo and Bo Levi Fajardo from, sucks. He's gonna Montreal's gonna be in last completely place. Completely cast off from their former teams. I think it's reasonable to think there's going to be, I think, some growing pains with those systems that will leave the door fairly wide open for Toronto if they can have a little bit more continuity. Obviously, Kelly is new, but he's been in the system for a year, so that's just kind of where I see that. Mm-hmm. Somebody else should st- – wh- who thinks differently? I do. I think the Hamilton Tiger Cats yeah. are going to be good this Matt. year. Matt. Yeah. And Tyler. Matt I, and Tyler on the I bandwagon. Agree. Matt, we are, okay, we are singing the, the same music. 12 and 6. 12 and 18 6. 18 and 0. <laughs> you all think Hamilton's going to win the East? Yes. yes. In the wow. regular season. Yes, the regular of course. Season. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, with, with a heavy challenge from the Ottawa Red Blacks. I love that. But I, I don't see... Yeah, I just don't see Toronto or Montreal really challenging it. I think Dude, Toronto I, will be. I think Toronto. Crazy be, that you guys I think are Toronto sleeping will be, on Toronto so Yeah, hard. I don't think Toronto's gonna be terrible. I just don't think they're gonna to, to win the division. I don't, and I still I think they'll be at least two to three games back off that. I, I'm not wow. saying they're gonna finish in last place, but no. I, I do think Hamilton. Uh, I'm gonna go with 13 and five for okay. Hamilton. That's uh, really good. That's a really good season. I think a 13 and five season uh, for Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, despite all their problems last year, were six and three at home. I, I think they could at least be that good, if not better, at home. And and they finished the season on a four game winning streak with shaky roster. I think that James Butler, Bolivar Mitchell, totally stabilized the situation there. Um, I think yeah. they have thing, players they can can lean on a little bit more, be more more trustworthy this year. Um, I just like I just like the roster. I think. I do think the Al- I think there are t- as one team that's just going to get beat up a lot, and that is the Montreal Alouettes are going to be ba- basement, basement, basement. Maybe the worst record in the CFL. Lost Geno Lewis, uh, lost Trevor Harris, lost Vernon. Adams. They just they've lost, they've Jake lost. Heineke. Yeah, we just don't know what they are, and I think what they are is probably going to be bad. Um, so it, you know, if Cody couldn't get it done with the weapons uh, at Sketch, he's got even less options in Montreal. Um, so and he doesn't. I don't think the defense on that team is going to be particularly amazing either. So, yeah, I think it could be ugly season for the Alouettes. Okay, okay. Anybody else have anything to say about Hamilton taking it before we move on to the West? I just uh, you know, Bo Levi coming back. Yeah. He's gonna have All a right. good year, man. Gonna have a great, gonna have a great year. Matt, who will win the West? I think there's too much continuity, like you were talking about, for the Blue Bombers not to come out on top. Yes, I agree. What do you think their record will be? I think they could, they could, you know, you get get a little weird. Like if they're charging to the end of the season, <laughs> yes. fourteen and four. Okay. If they're not, thirteen and five. Thirteen and five is what I have. <laughs> I think thirteen and five is is. Yeah, that's my number, and I. I'm say, sticking to what, I have a question. What, what's the tie? What's the tiebreaker for same record? Uh, I think head it's head to head. head. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm. Can I pick? Yes. I will be picking the Blue Bombers as well, um, but at fifteen and three. Whew, a re- I, oh, so a dead repeat of last year. Yes. I I got I got a curveball. Oh yes yes. Catch, Do you think catch, the Riders catch, get it done? Catch 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 catch. Calgary Stampeders. Oh, he is high on this guy. I have the same record as the Blue Bombers at fourteen and four. However, Winnipeg, through the tiebreaker system, will be win the division. Oh, okay. I, I like, like that. that. Wait, well, I'm sorry. Who no, no, he's, I like that. No, I, I Winnipeg like you're not picking the stamps, but you <laughs> okay. think they'll be just as good. I think they'll yeah. have the same record, but I do think that they will They will not win Miss the out. head-to-head matchups. Okay. Very interesting. But the, So the playoffs go through IG Field is what we all believe. Yes. Absolutely. As they have for the last whatever number of years. Oh, I, it was I our refrain pretty... last year. Until yeah. they show me otherwise. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, there's there's so much continuity. Just pick Mike O'Shea ones. has like built a juggernaut. You know, their they revenge tour. Everybody. They did the revenge tour yeah. for the uh, the Grey Cup loss. They definitely want to. You know, uh, that first game against Tor- when they play Toronto, they are going to be out for blood. But that's like I I can easily see Winnipeg coming out and starting the season five and zero. What's their schedule look like? I haven't. Tie Cats, Riders, Lions, Alouettes, Stampeders. Yeah, I think five, five and zero, oh, four, and, and five and zero, oh, four and one. Specific to their schedule, but just because all these other teams, to varying degrees, are going to be figuring things out, and Winnipeg is like, oh, should we do what we did last year? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk Eastern Final. Peter, if you have a crossover playing in this, now would be the time to reveal it. Uh, my crossover's not playing. Oh, so who was your crossover? Who do you think crossover is? The crossover is going to be... Don't do it. BC? Sketch. No, oh, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> it's not going to It's going to be Sketch. Um, uh, but they're not playing because it's going to be Hamilton versus Toronto. Hmm. Okay. John, it's got to be you. My crossover is not playing either. <laughs> um, I believe that the Edmonton Elks uh, will be the crossover this year. Interesting. That's how they get in. Um, but they fall to the Ottawa Red Blacks. You just want it. You just want it your way. If they do lose, they lose to they lose to Jeremiah solely. So you why don't. shouldn't I have things my way? I deserve nice things, and it'll be Ottawa versus Toronto for the Eastern Final. Wow, Matt, do you want? Do you, want you agree? Yeah, I've got Ottawa in the Eastern Final. Well, I guess it has to be Hamilton. Hamilton. It, does have to be Hamilton. Hamilton versus Ottawa. I like, that. I like that pick. I'm going Hamilton versus Toronto. Yes. Good man. <laughs> okay. As we're leaving the East behind after this segment, I want to ask now. We've, we've certainly, some of us have taken some shots at them. What will Montreal's record be this year? 
Oh, four boy. and fourteen. I was thinking. I was thinking <coughs> five and thirteen. <coughs> Sorry about that. God, to our lady. listeners, came up on me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm four and go fourteen. Low. I'll I'll say they win seven. Uh, oh, seven. Please. Okay, Matt. I want to see you pred seven Alouette wins in your preds this year. If I'll be keeping track, I'll be keeping track. Um, the Mont- I haven't thought about it at all because that was just totally off the dome because they did not factor into my predictions at all. At all. Yeah. The Montreal. The, the Montreal Alouettes <laughs> will finish with three wins. Yeah, that's fair. I think that I, that's I, just so few. Like, there's just not many wins. Three, no, it's not three, a lot. and listen. Two, two teams finished four and fourteen last year. A three and fifteen is not an unreasonable bread. I will say three and fifteen. It'll be. In, I, 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 I am intrigued by Montreal mostly for how they can disrupt the three teams ahead of them. And like, because a win here and a weird win there when they're not supposed to. You know, the difference between 6 and 12 and uh, 3 and 15... Is three wins. Is But if they're against Eastern competition, can be so... I, w- I will say, I will say, if they're going to throw a wrench in anyone's season, it looks like it'll probably be the Red Blacks because they play them two out of the last four weeks of the year. So if they're going to, like, monkey wrench a season where they have a bad season, but at the end they sort of disrupt the playoff picture, could it could be those... those... I like that. I like yeah. that. Thank you for looking. Look, I love that little schedule peek. Um, Western final. We've all got the Bombers playing. Who will they play is the question. Calgary Stampeders. Wrong. Calgary Stampeders. Wrong. BC, go BC Lions. Lions. You B- and Tyler, you and I are absolutely B- in BC. Lions. We're in lock, Lions. Matt, we're in lockstep, which makes me, which makes me confident. I do think Jake is going to play well. Yeah. Like, let's. BC Lions. I think BC. I think they figure it out. Okay, no, no. Okay, let's let's make let's make this clear. If you're saying that BC figures it out, you're saying that Vernon Adams figures it out. And I'm sorry. I know you. They have Antonio Williams. They don't have like they don't have. You have you have a soft you have a soft spot for for Vernon Adams, and I totally understand that. But I mean, the, his problems are his problems, and they're well known. And yeah. Uh, he has to play Winnipeg and Calgary defense a bunch this year. Uh, I just think it magnifies. Well, let's not forget that BC's defense kind of sucked. Yeah, at the end of the season, they were not good. Even not good. like even when they were winning by 20 points, they were giving up 30. 55 to 30, yeah. I have a question. B, B, BC Lions 2022 edition. If you had Vernon Adams play that entire season, no Nathan Rourke, what do you think their record would have been? 69 and 0. Um, <laughs> no, we don't need to like we don't need to like But no, they were I think that's a fair question. I think that's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. Probably 12 and 6. Listen, it's a fair question. So they they finished 12 and 6. They finished 12 and 6. So I'd imagine Vernon, I think that team probably finishes uh Dude, 12 and 6. They definitely, the Cal- so, they definitely lose the that. They definitely lose that Calgary, so shoot, that Calgary shootout game. They definitely lose. Uh, I yeah, I, I probably ten and eight for me. Their defense yeah. was their defense was bad in spots. It was a weird defense because if you look at points allowed, actually fine, like actually like a top three or four defense, but 
they would just allow massive amounts of points in the games against teams with good offenses. And then teams that had shit offenses, they would smother them. So, I'm a believer here. I think, I think it, this is I, – I said it when we were talking. When they brought in Dane Evans, there is pre- the pressure is on Vernon Adams. You bring in Dane Evans, and there's no doubt that even though, you know, everybody's saying all the right things and it's VA's team, it's VA's team, you don't bring in Dane Evans if it's 100% VA's team. You're, you're correct. So I think, I obviously, the pressure is on. Um, the last time we spoke, you know, I was of the mind that I, I wasn't quite a believer. I've seen through the offseason, he's brought the guys together. They're working out in Tacoma. Which you bring a group of guys together in the aroma of Tacoma for a full weekend, they will bond. And so <laughs> I see the BC Lions just exploding, putting up big offensive numbers, and I, I think they get the job done. You see them exploding? Exploding offensively. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see them coming ah. to fruition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that being said, we move on to the Grey Cup game. Who wants to kick us off with a matchup and a winner? Oh, God. I will because I'm really going in on this one. I'm having fun. I'm really loose. I'm I'm so loose now. Yep. The friction is gone. Winnipeg versus Ottawa. With the Red Blacks coming out on top. Oh, it would good. be incredible. Good, <laughs> good lord. It would so be incredible. Bad. Good lord. I have that matchup as well, Matt. What? This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. I think it's going to be, I think it's real. I really think that, like, the deep, they, they have some little bit of questions on where the running game is actually going to be. But Jeremiah Masoli stays healthy. We've already talked about the deep. Uh, the depth at receiver, yes. the same defense that was, you know, like it, it, it was a defense that could have won 10 games if the offense was defense worth was solid. Yeah. So I think they're in really, really good shape. And I said that last year. I know. I, however, <laughs> don't have them winning the Great Cup. That's fine. Yeah, geez Louise, Matt. I believe I believe that this is, as Matt noted, the true Winnipeg revenge tour. I think uh, they okay. let one slip last year. Um, I don't Did think they? they'll be bringing in their third-string quarterback to throw any passes in the third quarter of this Grey Cup game. Um, sorry, Dakota Prukup. Um, but I think Winnipeg comes in, handles business, uh, and gets their uh, third Grey Cup. Uh, in a short time span, Peter, I'll, I'm going to go last because I've got I've got some some fire. I will be uh, well. I I, I mean, I'm not going to the the Grey Cup will be BC versus Hamilton and oh. Hamilton is going to win the Grey Cup. Whoa. That's a little something for everyone. That, yeah. That's something that John I've hates. I've that's got the I've got that would be BC. and by the way, the Grey Cup is in Hamilton this year. <laughs> I have got. I have got the matchup that we all deserve. I, it probably will be Winnipeg. I really, I really hope it's not. But I think the matchup that the CFL fans deserve is the hate matchup, and that is Calgary versus Hamilton, Jake Mayer versus Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, that is, give me in Hamilton. Give me, incredible. give me that game. That is the Ooh. best possible 
breakup game. I want to will it into existence. I mean, just the animosity between the between Bo and the coaching staff. Bo kind of having to by proxy to sort of hate Jake a little bit. I want it. I want it so bad. I want it so bad that I'm probably way off, and it probably will just be Winnipeg versus Hamilton. Oh, but I love it. You've got to let the vibes. No, you got to let them go. I, I I do think that if Calgary this season, if Jake Mayer can stay healthy, I think that they have the the personnel to push Winnipeg like a West team hasn't pushed them in a while, probably since Sketch like three years ago um, was the closest that we've seen to Winnipeg almost, you know, almost te- teetering a little bit. I think Calgary gets it done Calgary Hamilton. And I will say that the winner of that game in a very close game would be Calgary. But I, at that's at that point, if that is the matchup, I, I really can't make a good pred on that. It's going to be mayhem. I love that. I All think right. Winnipeg losing in the Grey Cup, like we talked about, like they, like until they show us a reason, like that they can't get it done. I will say Winnipeg does play tight in the Grey Cup, right? Like they're sort of yeah, like, and then like the whole season, the games were so close, and they'd win it in the fourth, like, like, like for for a minute, like the only reason you pick them is because they're like truly invincible and they just like can't be beaten down, but like. They can, so you know. they played closer to their opponents in the playoffs. But I will say, last year it was telling for me with how many close games that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may, maybe their this season is a, a slight step back. Um, I with the two press, but not too much. Not too much. No, no, no. Not, not like I said. I still think they're going to win the West. I just think they maybe don't win. They win. They lose an extra game. The yeah, I think some of the luck breaking their way. I mean, they also had bad luck. But the thing is, they put themselves in positions to be impacted by missing field goals, making field goals in the last yes. second of the game. Just, as long as their kicker situation gets sorted, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. With that being said, we move on to our final section of predictions for Predageddon, which will be individual awards. We'll be selecting MOP, MOC, and Defensive Player of the Year. Starting with Defensive Player of the Year. And guys, I want to kick this off because I've actually got some stats for you. Did you know, since its inception in 1974, a defensive back has only won Defensive Player of the Year once? Jeez. When Javon Johnson won it in 2011. And seven, over the last decade, seven of the last nine winners have been linebackers. I think that tradition continues. And I'm actually picking... This is kind of left field. It's based on the Lorenzo Molden model of having more time on the field and thus producing big numbers. Avery Williams, now the man in the middle for the Montreal Alouettes, (laughs) will be the defensive (laughs) player of the year. I think it's a, a good call. Jeez, man! I, I mean, dude, it makes sense. I had no but... idea. This is the I was I was I I had no idea on this one, These, and I this think that and, just kind of spoke to me. Yeah, MOC are tough, but I do think if, like we all predict, Lorenzo goes back to back leading sacks. Yes. Um, it's hard, although very possible, to deny him defensive player of the year. Especially if he's on a much improved team. Then it would be Correct. even more impactful. Yes. Yes. All right. 
So with my Lorenzo Malden sack leader pick, I think it has to be uh, has to coincide with the defensive player of the year. Second that, Matt. We're all we're all we're singing. Yeah, we are. So yeah. We are really just yes. You can't. You can't. You can't. I can't pick him, and then he There's doesn't. There's no win. ocean big enough to separate these brains. Yeah, I'm with them on this one. Really? Yes. I love that. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's the only clear cut one that. I mean, I was bouncing around like Jameer Thurman now in Hamilton. Like, does Big Hill have a big year coming back? Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Jordan Williams now that he's in Toronto. But him and Mwamba kind of have to like, I don't know, share playing time to some extent. Um, But yeah, I I think there's no obvious one. I think Malden's probably the safest bet, I would say. So I, I can see that happening. All right, who wants to kick us off MOC? I'll go. Okay. Curly Gittens Jr. Yup. Yup. Bang. Yep, that's the right pick. Good job, Pete. Are we all in agreement? That's the best pick, yes. Yeah, I mean, I even went so far as I looked at every single national player. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys out there. I think the the Philpots, uh, you know, a guy that we haven't heard a lot from recently but made um, splash pre-pandemic you want Bressis in uh lot I mean lots of receivers Oliveira. out there Brady Oliveira absolutely um even Andrew Harris like if he you know makes a makes a run yes. um is AJ a national no he's not Canadian okay <laughs> the name obviously throws me off they've talked about this yes <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's no like clear cut. It hasn't been a wide receiver since Brad Sinopoli. Well, I think that the thing Jeez. with Gittens is like Gittens is legitimately a top five receiver in the league, yeah. or he can be. He can. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's his to run away with. Oh uh, yeah, very good. I, I'm with you. I'm with you personally. Word up. Personally, okay. Well, Personal so reasons. far there's been a total lack of suspense here. Maybe with MOP. We get some diverging. I think we. I think we will. All right. Who wants to kick her off? I'll go. Okay. Since 2015, only one time has a non-quarterback won MOP. Mm. That was Brandon Banks in 2019. Otherwise, it's been QBs all day long. You've had Henry Burris, Bo Levi, Mike Riley, Bo Levi, Zach Claros twice, and then 2020. Obviously nothing. I will go with Jake Mayer. Oh my god. As the MOP. Jeez. <laughs> you are going all in. Is he paying you double for this, bro? <laughs> you love this man. This this oh. this man is prime. If Calgary doesn't make the playoffs, like we this could Cue up a reversal that we have not seen All right. since last season. I was season. being rude earlier on, talking crap about Jake Mayer. He's clearly a very good quarterback, and I think he'll be successful. But there has to be some hesitation, Tyler, about the way he finished the year last year, right? That locker room was an absolute disaster last year. I don't think it's going to be... I, and I don't think it was of his creation, so I, I'm not as worried about... I also feel that we all were on the record that saying that that was a Dave Dickinson screw-up, yes. knowing that he's bringing Jake back. Yes. And, like, so does, that didn't make sense that he 
didn't think Bo was the guy, but then Jake struggles in the playoffs and then brings Bo in and, and Bo doesn't, you know, doesn't, I mean, performs, you know, admirably enough, but doesn't get them over the hump. Like, you know, it just doesn't really make sense. So I think that end of the season thing was more a, uh, a whiff from Dave. Okay. Like he, he flinched, a fl- like Dave flinched. You know, he, he's decided he's moving forward to this hot new young quarterback. And, and let's and let's the, place blame. Let's place blame. The crap, hold on, gets into the Sorry. crap Sorry. and flinches. He's like, oh, maybe it was the wrong thing. And oh, God. Yes. And then, but then comes, he just got in the heat of the moment. I don't think that's how he really feels. So not a ton of, I don't place all the blame on that on, uh, on Jake. I'd like to say the game that they lost in the playoffs. Yes. Jake did not play excellent, but I don't think it helped that how bad the beat, the uh, Stampeders defense was in that game. They gave up almost 400 yards passing. They got ran all over. Like it was not a game where they the, that Calgary could have been balanced in their approach with, and I think that totally kneecapped them. They didn't run the ball enough. That's uh, a shocker. Shocker. So you know, as much as it was his failings in that game, it was his first playoffs, and he didn't even get to play the whole season. So um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he threw for he threw 75 percent accuracy in the regular season, and with over 250 pass attempts, that is really good. It's great. It's great. Matt, who's your MOP? Oh, you know, I just like take flyers on these things. I just have a, I like to have fun. You do. I think it is going to be a Calgary person. Oh. Named Kadeem Carey. I love that. Yeah, good pick. I think they are going to finish second in the, the league. Um, they're going to win their, or the division, they're going to win their first round matchup against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And then they're going to you know, lose incredible. ultimately <laughs> to the um, to the Bombers, but I think they're going to have a really good season. Uh, I think a lot of us obviously had uh, Kadeem leading the league in, in rushing yards, so it's going to be a good year for for him and a good year for the the Stampeders and set up a a solid MOP. Um, you know, the argument. Okay, I I. I... I, I would love that. I would love if they gave him the ball enough for that to happen, but <laughs> I doubt. I just don't have co- total confidence in that. Pete? My pick for MOP is Zach Claris. That would make him the first three-time, three, three consecutive MOP winner since. Since. Come on, guys. Come on. Warren Moon. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Ah. Doug Flutie. Yeah. Four, four in a row. Catch me outside. No, he's going to be. anything to say about that, Peter? I'm just, I mean, it's happened the past two years, or past two seasons, so might as well happen a third. No, he's really, he's, he's I mean, Winnipeg's going to you know, yeah. win the West. They'll be really good as always. and Kind of know, a best quarterback on the best Best quarterback on the best team type of thing. So it's a, I, I play say, a numbers game. A lot of my predictions come down yeah. to the statistics. He is 34 years old. He's getting this year. I I, I, I do. 34 think is the new 24. This, this year specifically is tailor made for Caleros to win the MOP. Thank you. There's a new starting quarterback 
on six of the other eight teams in the league. And the two that aren't new are Taylor Cornelius, which I think you would say he's good, but certainly not elite. Can we, can we say Corny? Corn Dog actually is what he's called. Corn dog. All right, that's fine. That and works. the other not new quarterback is Jeremiah Masoli. And that's actually who I think is going to win the MOP. Wow! Uh, shock, shocker. People are going to fall in love with the story. He Come stole a computer. No. From a devastating <laughs> injury. <laughs> <laughs> did throughout his entire recovery did not steal any electronics through, from frat houses. So a vast improvement. But I think Masoli gets it done. I think I have belief that he's got the weapons around him to make it happen. Uh, he's gonna stay healthy. Um, and I think that we also, the reason I don't think Caleros gets it is I think we kind of get a little bit of uh, LeBron in the mid, you know, early 2010s, late 2000s type thing where, yeah, we get it. He's the best, but we can't give it to him again. We can't give it to him every year. I think we get a little bit of that action in the MOP race, uh, which so I think it ends up being Jeremiah Masoli. All right. That's cool. That's, I mean, he's the LeBron of the CFL, Caleros. In many ways, he is. In many ways, he is. All right. Bad hairline? (laughs) What'd you say? Bad hairline? Hey. In many ways, Caleros' comeback is similar to LeBron's hairline. Hmm. We thought he was finished, but far from it. (laughs) All right. I like that one. With that being said, anybody have anything to say before we bid these fine people adieu and get them ready? Buck, buckle up. Buckle up, buckle oh. up. Week one preds. We'll be doing week one preds God, next Tuesday, Peter. How many times? Peter. Peter, how many times? Oh, man. Well, at least I said something because it would have been a real shame. If uh, yeah, <laughs> just stay tuned. The, f- the f- fantasy. If you've listened, to the, if you haven't, if you're getting to this episode first, go back and listen to the first episode, the fantasy yes. draft. Very good episode. I think I am. I did something dumb, which is it will be enjoyable for you. Uh, and yeah, we had a good time with it already. Already. <laughs> the back, the back valley. We're on thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm already having. I'm already having regret. I'm already having regrets. <laughs> go listen to the fantasy pod. Um, obviously get ready for Preds and uh, game previews to start uh, in our next episode uh, Matt and Peter anything to say to these fine people no I just uh, subscribe check us out on Twitter yes um, engage as yeah. much as you can yep. become engaged get engaged give engagement and expect a larger effort from Peter yeah. in fantasy I will say to my I fans. Think, I think our Twitter, Twitter is shadow banned, so we may be moving over to Rumble. Is it actually shadow banned? <laughs> no, no, we just don't get any engagement because nobody follows us. <laughs> well, I think we got to put the pod in Reddit. The Reddit's where we get traction because people actually, if you're in the Reddit, putting it in Reddit, check Reddit r slash cfl. The pod will be up. Um, again, only say nice things. I know you redditors like to. Uh, be smart, Alex. I don't care. If they drag us, at least they're listening. No, see, I feel differently. 
I would rather. But you seek validation. I just, I just, oh, no, the I validation for me is just people listening. Nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would I want people to say something bad about what I'm doing? Yeah. As do you actually? Do you actually Instagram, care? Do you actually? Would you actually be care? Be honest with me, honestly, unless it hurts my feelings. Yes. No. Well, uh, just some some constructive criticism, I think, would be fine. But there's not <laughs> going to be any one. because we're already <laughs> so perfect. Tyler, like, what if somebody left a comment and they're just like, "I really don't like John's voice." Oh God. <laughs> what would I do with that? Scenario. That's my greatest. Well, favorite. Peter's voice is much worse than yours. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Right, fine. <laughs> no. Okay, here we say you can leave criticism, but it has to be about something we can change. Oh, that's such <laughs> such a good, uh, yeah, clarification. Very nice. So you can be mean, but it has to be about something we can change. Um, uh, if not, then of course the baby doesn't think people can change. <laughs> also. Write us and let you know what you think of season three of I Think You Should Leave. We will be discussing it on the next pod once we've all had a chance to watch it through. Yes. All right. With that being said, get ready. We are very close to the kickoff of the 2023 CFL season. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Go call others. Bye.